You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello and welcome to After The Show. Hello, Sid Talk. How are you doing? Well, hello. That was underwhelming. Usually you burst out of the gate with some sort of like... Uh, it's your turn to do that. There you go. All right. What were we talking about? Uh, this movie. And The Sims. You were deleting the stuff. The Sims. I'm deleting all of the Sims that are in the game, like automatically in the game. What do you call them? NPRs or RPNs or... NPCs. NPCs. I just want to see what happens because I like being edgy like that. I feel like when you delete them all, it'll just become very lonely. <laughs> no, I've made so many people. No, no, no. <laughs> I've made my whole family and you. And Bob's family, you know, the Belchers. So, you know, nobody wants to hear this. They didn't come here for this. They did not. What did they come here for? Listen to me swallow that tea, because uh, you're asking me a question after I stop talking. I guess they're here for a movie review or video game discussion or what we're eating for supper or my great brilliant advice. One of those. Tick a box. And let me say to you, Sid, so you have to be ready for anything. You can't be <laughs> full of liquid or... <laughs> Well, kind of always full of liquid. That's how humans work. But hey. All right. Da-da-da. Carry on. So it's Saturday, February the 12th. This is After the Show. We're a movie review podcast. And this week on our 723rd episode, we're looking at the movie Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. It's a 2021 movie. You can pick it up on Blu-ray and streaming now. It's rated R. And our friends at Sony sent us the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, Mm. give us the synopsis of Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. You really want my synopsis? I think this is a video game thing. Maybe you should give one, but okay, I'll give you a quick one. Based on the movie, let's pretend I know nothing else. There's some crazy crap going on in this sort of small town and some zombified people and a group of people who need to get out of town. All right. It's very vague and bland because, as we will discuss, it's kind of how the whole thing went down. I'll give you the one off the box. Okay. Set in 1998, this origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. Hmm, it doesn't, but hey. It does, but then it doesn't. Yeah. So, this is based on the video game Resident Evil, which is a long running video game that I have played all installments of. And we're up to Resident Evil 8, 9 will be the next one. Right. And there's been a spin-off, so I've played a lot of Resident Evil games. Okay, first question. Do you love the Resident Evil games? I do, yeah, actually. Okay. I think they're some of the best horror games. They're not always great. It's a very uneven series. But certainly, Episode 1 and 2 are the best of... The bunch. Now, this movie actually takes game one and game two and makes a story out of them, which loosely follows the plot of the games, which would be lost on you because you didn't play the games. Which I was going to say is absolutely irrelevant to anyone who wants to just watch a movie. So this movie is not made for people who just want to watch a movie. And I don't like that. I think that's really shitty. However, there's lots of movies in the world. 
So they don't, they don't all have to be for me. But that's exactly what this movie is. It is literally for you. It's fun service. Yeah, you have yeah. played every game. You remember all the props. You remember lamps and you remember walls and you remember windows and sounds and feelings that I have no reference to. And so those things do not tell a story. And that's why we're a good pair to review this movie because it does have a nostalgia feeling to me watching it. Mm-hmm. about the games, but then you, nothing. Correct. Maybe a little bit, because you've seen some of the games from me. Yeah, I've seen little. Yeah. You said to me, is there any dialogue in them games? <laughs> yeah, like, because there's a lot of trying to explain things. Yeah, and I'm like, well, there is dialogue in those games, but they, they're they old games, the originals. There's a bit of dialogue in there, but it's mostly wandering around shooting zombies in the face. I would compare that to this movie, because... There's not much dialogue, really, if you boil it down. I mean, there is, and they're trying to tell you a lot of stuff, but it doesn't tell a story. I'm going to say this many times during this podcast and be very repetitive because my number one complaint is there is no story here at all. We reviewed the other Resident Evil movies. This is not the first in the Resident Evil movies. Confusingly, they made, was it six Resident Evil movies back in the day? Mm, I don't know. Starring Mila Jovovich. And this is unrelated to them, but it's still related to the video game like they were. So we've seen all those movies as well. And what is our opinion on those movies? My opinion is they're okay, but they're also disposable. They're just, you know, I don't really remember what happened minute to minute. They're fine. I don't want to watch them again. They're that kind of movie, right? I catch you. And this movie, what they're saying here is this is a reboot of the franchise. But in my opinion... It's unsuccessful because it's kind of underwhelming in all respects. Correct. Now, the only thing I do like a lot is the set design because somebody who loves the games obviously had the hand in making the sets. So when you see the police station and you see the mansion, you know, it all floods back to you and it's really, really accurate. Like there's things, you know, ornaments on shelves and stuff that you're like, well, those are in the game. I've spent so many hours in that game. I know exactly I said to you, as soon as they walked into the mansion and there's two doors on either side, I know what's in those doors. Yeah, and I don't. No, you don't. No, it's nothing. There's a door that no one goes in. That means nothing to me. You know what's behind that door. We never go in that door. So you've filled in a section of this overall story of the game. And me, it's nothing. I don't even notice the door. It's going to be 100% directed at like the guy who made it who just love the games yeah, and everyone else. Like, that's just it. I hate to sound so repetitive. And but some of the actors seem to love the games too. Yeah, I feel like some of that might be like a little PR, like, oh, we've hired you for this job. And like, oh, I played that game for five minutes. And then when you do the PR, you talk about it as if you are as invested as you are. Listen to your cynical nature. Oh, is that news to you? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. In general, it's a zombie film. It's the beginning of the Resident Evil franchise, so it's like the outbreak of the virus. Tell me what you liked. Okay. I don't dislike it, right? I'm very neutral. I mean, there's a few things that are kind of eye-rolly, like really bad dialogue, really flat performances. Check. Characters that are super boring. I think that's every single character, sadly, except for the lady in the cafe. I liked her. And then she got all zombified. Even then she was more interesting. And there's no story. 
and there's no suspense. I mean, when you say there's no story, there is a story. There is no story. No, there is no story here. It is a game. Like you've said, it's a game. There's a bad company. There's a town. They want to destroy the town so everyone has to get out of it. But there's no story there. We don't have anything to fill in what the scientists are actually doing, what they're building. We have no... We don't care about the people of the town because we never even see the town in the light of day. We don't yeah, we see don't. families playing. We don't see the school opened up. We don't see the daytime. We open up directly at night shift when the cops are in the cafe acting like complete idiots, like really poorly written 80s teenage movie dialogue. Then we're supposed to care that this town is going to be destroyed because, and here's the deal, there's no story here. So why do I give a shit? I didn't care the whole time. Then you put a timer on it. So one of the guys, the Wesker guy, gets a thing that says at 6 a.m. the town will be destroyed. And it's already midnight. So I've had no time to learn to care or anything. Like, there's nothing. All I'm thinking is, okay, so what? These people are terrible. The town barely exists. There's a horrible disease thing going around and killing people. So it's a good idea to destroy that, right? So can we not make this movie last about five minutes and just (laughs) go ahead and blow it up? Like... That's the thing. When you say there's a story, there is not. There are things that need to get done. Maybe I'm filling in the story from the games. Absolutely. You know, the games are not miracle of storytelling or anything. (laughs) It's pretty trite, I would say. And it's also very basic. The problem with the games also is the story gets more convoluted as the games go on. And almost to a point of, like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Kind of, yeah. That's how the games end up. It gets really crazy. And then they try and rein it in a bit when the seventh game comes around. But then when you finish number seven, you're like, I've got 5,000 more questions now. So please stop (laughs) doing that. (laughs) That's how the game series goes. And I do agree. This is very basic in its setup. And I wish I hadn't played any of the games just so I could experience it in this like flat. I feel like it would be flat, like a. Well, I'm telling you how it is, and you trust my opinion, and I'm telling you, it's empty. It's just the most generic zombie film you've ever seen. It's not even a zombie film. Just because people are walking around trying to bite people, because I have no context for that, I have no understanding of what they are or what, did they breathe a gas? Did they all get shots? Did they get trapped in a thing where they intentionally poison them all because now this big company is going to abandon this town and they just want to see what happens or I have no idea. Did they all bite each other and then they got it like we know from zombie movies. But again, there is just nothing there. Nothing at all. It's not even a zombie movie. It's just people looking all creepy and shit. You know why? Because that's how they looked in the game. And that's all he wanted to do. Make the sounds. And But I don't even know anything about them. Right? I know that the dog licks some blood and he turns into one, and then the dog bites the guy, and the guy is one, and then... Yeah. That's it. They tried, in the Milijovic versions, they tried to kind of do some things from the games, I remember. Like, have certain characters turn up. But their story was different completely. Funnily enough, I think, and I'm not saying those Milijovic movies are good, because they're pretty bad, (laughs) but I feel their story is better than this one. Mm. They're Albert Wesker, for instance. Here, they tried to be, hey, you know when the name Albert Wesker is mentioned, if you are, if you know the games in any way? Spoiler, he's a bad guy, right? So in this one, they tried to put a spin on it and go like, 
Well, he wasn't always a bad guy. Look at him. He's so cute when he's not a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, but I don't know that. No, I know you don't. But what I'm right. saying so is it only, doesn't even work for me. No, though. the only person they're talking to is you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even work for a fan of the games because I've also seen that too. I mean, I haven't seen him like, well, what it amounts to is you get to see him off duty in a diner cracking some jokes with his pals. That's all you get, right? And that doesn't really do anything for me because I assume that he was just a dude and then he turned over to the dark side, like which he does. Umbrella Corporation. But he didn't really. He was always a nice Not guy. yet. Yeah, but I mean, in this movie, there's just nothing. It's really bizarre that mm. it's so unsatisfying. They crammed a lot of stuff, two games into an hour and 47 minutes. And then they left it obviously open at the end because they definitely want to make more, don't they? Because you know what they're like, Resident Evil movies. <laughs> they probably end up being five or six of these. And leaving it open at the end wasn't even interesting to me. Like, it was like, oh... I know Wesker will become a bad guy eventually. and I mean, you know that. Just keep remembering. You'll know that just looking at that ending also, right? Not really. Because I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. So according to this movie, the people who had the company down under the ground, which would be the Umbrella Corporation, are really horrible. Because as the story, the flimsiest of storylines inside of this non-story movie is that children from an orphanage were being taken down to do experiments on them, right? That's like a little subplot that yeah. barely gets acknowledged, but that's like the whole thing, right? That's the thing. Did they mention, be... I can't remember, but did they mention super soldiers in any way? No. Not even on a document or no, anything? No, nothing. Nothing right. at all. So in this, we see Wesker is a good guy. He has a device. And now his understanding of the situation is somebody other than Umbrella Corporation wants him to go get the secret information so they can stop the Umbrella Corporation. That, to me, says Wesker's a good guy because he wants to stop these assholes who are down there experimenting on orphans, right? right? So no, you say, oh, you can tell he's a bad guy. No, you can't because this lady who comes at the end, she saved him. He obviously didn't die, so he's got whatever's in him, like the T-virus, the G-virus, whatever the hell is going on with keeping people alive after they've died, right? The zombification of people. And now you could think he's going to be a super good guy because now he's going to have to go track down this Umbrella Corporation and destroy them all. It's definitely flimsy because <laughs> yeah. there's a scene in the movie where they go in the mansion and then Wesker sees a piano. And if you're a fan of the game, you'll understand the piano. He sits down and he plays a tune on the piano and then a secret door opens. And then that's pretty much that whole storyline oh, there's a secret door and something's down that tunnel and Wesker goes down the tunnel and then you don't really, nothing really comes. Like, it's flimsy. Like, they don't really follow threads up in it. It's almost like they're like, well, we'll give you the answer to that fully, but in the next movie. And they do that a few times. Also, because it is both games at once, you're going round the mansion and you're going round the police station. But neither of those are developed, are they? No, not at all. It's too short. Like, it's like, there's no, oh, look, we're in the mansion. We walk up the stairs. We fight some zombies. The end. Police station is the same thing. We're in the police station. Some zombies come. We escape. The end. I mean, yeah, you could distill the games down to that, but there's more things in between, you know, uncovering secrets. And we're not really doing any of that here. Yeah, but remember, just keep reminding yourself. I know nothing of the game. 
So when we go into a police station and they show this grand thing with a weird statue and a few of the characters are in the police station and then the zombies come to the gate and the guy then opens the back door to pull his car in, which makes no sense whatsoever. And then that's it. Yeah. That's not even anything. Like, it doesn't even matter that it's a police station. Like, it does, doesn't even register that it matters at no. all. All it is is every single thing you just mentioned are all from the game here. Not in this order. It's all little scenes from the game, and they've just tried to get all of them into one movie. And I don't think it works at all. I've seen the games. I don't really need to see the games in live action, you know. It's fun to see the police station front, but you only see it for a few seconds, and then you're inside, and then... It's not fun for me, but I understand what you're saying. Everything is from the games. Everything. Nothing's, like, inconsequential in that. You know, like even the zombies like at the front of the police station looking through the bars, they're always a threat there in the game. Mm. All those things are just all, you know, freeloaded from the game, basically. You didn't remember the Lickers? Nope. Which were featured heavily in those other movies? Lickers as in L-I-C-K-E-R-S, not Lickers as in L-I-Q-U-O-R-S. <laughs> no. Lickers would have been nice for this movie, but not Lickers like... No, Lickers are these, like, mini-boss kind of things in the game. They've Their experiments gone wrong, and they're really hard to kill. And they're cool to look at, but again, in this movie, it's not enough, is it? Oh, no, it's a one-time deal, and then that chick dispatches with it, and then that's it. So we've said what we like, and we've said what we don't like. Let's get on to the cast. Kea Scolderero plays Claire Redfield. What did you think of Claire? Okay, I'm just going to preempt this section by saying I didn't think anybody was particularly good. I actually did like some of them, but we'll get to that. I didn't dislike them. Yeah. They're just not given much, and maybe the way they're supposed to be is like, hey, remember the game yet again. This is how we want you to be. There was just a lot of underwhelming reactions and choices made. (laughs) Just no one stood out to me at all. We'll just start there. The lady who played Claire Redfield, if you remember, she was from the movie Crawl with the Crocodile. She was the main lady in that. I do not. You remember that movie, though? I do, but I don't remember her. This is my opinion on these characters. Claire Redfield, she wears the outfit that Claire Redfield wears in the game. It looks like Claire Redfield when she's wandering around, and that's about it. Like, (laughs) when she opens her mouth, it doesn't do anything for me. Is that heartbreaking for you or do you care? Well, I feel like all they did was like cosplayed a bunch of actors. Cosplay is a perfect way to... Oh, yeah, Yeah. I get you. And the actors were just, hey, we're cool. We look just like the people from the game. Yeah, they were all very impressed about the costumes and the props. So I think that is an excellent way to describe it. Robbie Amell, who I like in that TV show called Upload. Oh, is that him? Okay. That's him, yeah. And he plays Chris Redfield. And he was the one I liked in this. I don't know, I just I found him kind of charming or something, and he did seem to have Chris's... At least he seemed like he was going for it a bit. Mm. Like I'm trying to be Chris Redfield. Then we've got, like, Hannah John Kamen as Jill Valentine. See, they put all the characters in here all at once. I don't think Jill Valentine was anything particularly special at all. No, unfortunately. And I said to you, like, if they're trying to be all iconic with all the outfits and cosplaying... Jill never wears her outfit that we're familiar with. She wears a police outfit with like a beret, you know, like a special forces. In the game. And in this, she never once did. I was like, why is everybody else doing it but not her? Is she a rebel? (laughs) 
Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. I think he was a terrible Albert Wesker. I'll not mince words with that. Is that because he's just not threatening he, or? I don't think he fit at all. I don't think he was. I know he wasn't supposed to be threatening in this, this lead up to being Albert Wesker, but just seemed like a different person to me. Didn't seem like Albert Wesker. But again, if you were judging that based on not knowing who he is, how right. would you feel? Because I can tell you how I feel. How? Really bland. Yeah. Like bland, empty, bland. Not just compared to what I would expect, but just fine. Is that really rude to say he was just fine? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who played Leon Kennedy, Leon's character was like, it's really badly portrayed. It was like he was an idiot. Yeah. Even in the game, he's a rookie. It's his like first week on the job or something as a police guy. And he's kind of wet behind the ears, but he's not an idiot. This guy's an idiot. Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how he does it, yeah. There's a moment, you know, when he's downstairs and there's the guy in the cell. Yeah. And he has to deal with a zombie for the first time. He looks at it and he doesn't even understand what to do. He's like, do I, do I shoot Is it? Is that guy okay? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was um, terrible. It was really bad characterization of... You could have made him at least... Oh, also, Leon... He uh, is a complete idiot, and then all of a sudden he's like defeating the main boss, right? Correct. Like he figured that out. So yeah, I didn't like that at all. And then we've also got. I mean, I have to defer, defer to you on these things because you're the 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 guy. Yeah, that just was really stupid. Neil McDonough as William Birkin. He's the head scientist guy who has an unfortunate accident. Mm. What do you Again, think of that guy? Absolutely nothing whatsoever to tell me anything about this person or his motivation no. or how really. I mean, also, don't forget this part. Okay, we see her in flashbacks. Claire? Claire Redfield. At the orphanage. The mad scientist guy is whisking her away, presumably to go do experiments with her underneath. And then she smacks a couple of the guard guys. And in that scene, she runs to the left of that room. And then that's it. Yeah. We never see where they're taking her, how she escaped, because the story you're supposed to figure out, which isn't actually a story, is that she escaped from this orphanage many years ago. But we don't see her running in the woods or running out in the street or anything from this guy. We don't see this guy hunting her down or trying desperately to get her back or to keep her in there like because she knows the weird secrets. None of that. Nope. <laughs> so that guy is literally like the weird scientist quote unquote yeah with the bad wig from the wig years is terrible ago. oh man <laughs> when i'm focusing on that stuff you know i'm i'm beyond like i'm beyond there's a lot of things where we see a flashback and people are wearing terrible wigs before we see anything else we just see terrible wig flashbacks <laughs> yes. and you just immediately i go into the mode of like okay so we're going to be seeing them bald in a little bit when they're older Ah, uh, bald or less hair, yeah, for sure. bald or less hair. And uh, what happens in the next couple of scenes? There we see them all. Correct. Oh, God. We're not sounding very fond of this movie, but yeah, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say, here's the thing. I actually enjoy movies like this. Enjoy as in, I don't have that thing that you're probably going to find on IMDb where somebody says, it was a waste of two hours of my life or whatever, hour and a half. It's kind of fun to just blank out and, you know, I'm a zombie freak, though. Is there a word for people who have a thing for zombies? Me and mm. Tina Belcher, we both. Zomboid. Zomboid? Zomb <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's probably the name of a bad zombie movie that I need to look up. So I'm on board with that. That's what hooks me. This 
didn't win me over with the look of them, the sound of them, what they were doing or their story or anything like that. But it's like a empty calorie. It's like eating those cinnamon rolls that I ate or that I made yesterday. Another, no, it's not because those cinnamon rolls were delicious. This is like eating, um, what would you say, like a Twinkie? <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of sort of okay. It's sweet and it's fluffy and it's got some cake, but you, your brain knows it's not really delicious. I mean... But it, you just shove it in and eat it because you're like, it's a Twinkie and I want it. It's been 31 minutes since we watched it and I'm almost, I've almost forgot what happened. <laughs> you're timing it. Put some distance between you and it. Yeah, I've almost forgot the plot. Yeah. There are some things that happen that I was surprised about, but then they weren't that good. I mean, mm. there are some cool stunts. I liked it when the uh, truck tipped over. Yep. I liked the train thing, and I liked the, what else was it? A helicopter thing, let's say. There's a bunch of stunts, and it doesn't seem over, like it's not completely cheap. Uh, hmm. I mean, there's production value in stuff. Little. Tiny baby production. They probably spent the most on the costumes, though, <laughs> I would imagine. And maybe the guns, you know? Because a lot of guns. What did you think about, let's say, in the mansion, there's a scene where it goes very dark and then he has to fight a lot of zombies in the dark. It was super boring. It was supposed to make you feel like you're doing the game, like completely panicked. But all it did for me was like, go, I just can't really see what's happening, so... Keep reminding yourself, I didn't play the game. So to me, it was just like really stupid. Yeah, I know that. But what yeah, I'm saying is, super even for me, who has played the game, what it made me feel was I can't see and I can't wait for this scene to be over because I can't really see. It wasn't scary. It wasn't creepy. I didn't care if he died. So that's kind of a thing right there. You know what I mean? And it's clear he's not going to die. Yeah. Because you don't kill your lead guy. So there's no tension, no nothing. It's just like, okay, whatever. So, moving on to director, Johan Roberts. He directed The Strangers Pray at Night, which I actually kind of liked. It was the sequel to The Strangers. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I liked the sequel. It was the one that took place in the trailer park. Yeah. And he also did 47 Meters Down Uncaged, which was the sequel to 47 Meters Down, which I believe you watched a shark movie in a cage. 47 meters down. I don't remember it, but it's possible. Might have had Lindsay Lohan in it, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Mm. Doesn't sound like something I would watch, but you never know. I feel like you did on one of your horror watching Halloween oh, Possible, then. Things. But anyway, this guy, you know, that Strangers movie was actually pretty good, I thought, and well made, and it looked good. I see what he was going for with this movie, and when he talks in the extras, you can see that he's enthused about this thing. But I don't think you should do it so literal. It doesn't do anything for me. It needs to have some surprises and it needs to just be more of a movie rather than just scenes from a video game. I think that's Agree. what it boils down to. Agree. So IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are reviews on IMDb. It's a website where people love to go talk about how much they hate movies with one-star reviews and you love to go find them and make fun of them just a tiny bit. The first guy says what, I'm sure this guy says this every week, Worst movie I've ever seen. Well, that guy, yeah, he's good at that review. He says, I don't know where to begin. I've never spent a movie audibly yelling at my TV and pointing out the mistakes. How did they turn Leon into whatever that guy was? Good question, good question. It was like a joke of a movie, and the audio levels are ridiculous. I've never had to spend so much time turning the movie up and down. Oh my God, we did notice that. I agree with that. 
There are times where they're speaking and it's like a little mouse whisper. You barely can hear them. And then a zombie jumps through the window and it's like you everything's on 11 all of a sudden, right? And it, that's probably the goal was to make you feel attacked. Yeah. But, but yeah, I agree grabby. with this guy with that. I do too. He also says, Chris is the dumbest actor I've ever seen. <laughs> Get behind me. She is behind you, you moron. I also noticed that. I didn't notice that, but uh, yeah, I get it. Second guy says, I'm not sure it could have been worse. What an absolute bag of garbage. I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Why, why, why try to get everything so accurate and then don't do that? It's like getting your costumes correct, but then casting a weirdo to play the role. It says the zombies were awful. I seriously hope this isn't the end of Resident Evil movies. I don't know why he would say that when he hated it. I did say to you uh, before we did this podcast, one day they will make a really good Resident Evil movie. But today isn't the day. (laughs) And then finally is a guy who says, is this a joke? Jill is a black person. That's it. That's it. That's the whole thing. Okay. It's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is there a point there? I don't even know. If he would have filled it in with some more detail. He also says, um, further down here, he says, in the game Resident Evil 2, Raccoon City is a giant city, and Leon S. Kennedy says in this movie that it's a small town. I don't understand this, and it bothers me and makes me give this one out of ten. Actually, I kind of thought about that myself, because I'm like, eh, it doesn't look like a small town. No. I mean, it's... A small Maybe city. he meant small town mentality. Mm. But who knows, because nothing's explained. Or... No, and if you did say it's a big, huge city with millions of people, and then you show me all the people, and then you say we're going to destroy them all, that might have been a little more interesting. So those are the IMDb reviews, extras. There are a bunch of extras on this Blu-ray. You can watch Replicating the DNA, which actually tells you about... It compares the movie scenes to the game, doesn't it? And what I realized from watching it was... Those Resident Evil 1 and 2 games are very old and dated looking. <laughs> um, it maybe, also, maybe you're old and dated? Yes. <laughs> Cops, corpses and chaos, zombies, liquors and the horrors of Resident Evil. It's just a bunch of like, you know, pieces with interviews with the cast and crew and explanation of the game versus the movie. I say go and play the games, but that's just me. So we're going to give this a score. I am going to give Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, a 4 out of 10. Wow, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Maybe I should give it a 4. I'm going to redact that and say 4. I'm going with you. I'm agreeing with you on this one. It's very below average for me, so that's why I give it a 4. Sad. So sad. I would rather watch Mila Jovovich quadrilogy or however many they were again, because they were fun. This wasn't so much fun, was it? They weren't, yeah, they weren't great. No, they're not great, but at least they had some fun to them. Little adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the zombies in the first couple, at least, were kind of terrifying. So that is this week. Next week, we will be reviewing a new Ridley Scott movie called House of Gucci. Have you heard of this one? I think so. It stars Lady Gaga. So Ridley Scott, Lady Gaga, I'm there. I'll watch that. Movie recommendations, I'm going with the original Milijovic Resident Evil. I'm not saying it's great, but I would prefer to watch it again right now than watch that one again. And my other one is Dawn of the Dead, 
You can either watch the 70s version or you can watch Zack Snyder's version. Either version is great. I great definitely, is a strong word. I love both of them. They're my favorite zombie movies, those two, out of all of zombie movies. Mm, that's a bold statement. Okay, and my recommendations are five movies from the 90s because I'm going back to the 90s because I watched a lot of movies in the 90s. And for this round, I'm going to do Paris Trout, which is quite bizarre and weird. And our friend who's probably taking a walk right now might be interested because it's really weird. It could be, it's really, really weird. I've seen it and I don't remember what it was about. Yeah. It's weird in that way that like... It's weird. It has some very outdated, um, overly stimulating moments that are very, could be very triggering. I'm just saying as a film. It's in that... Like, of its time. Rumblefish Repo Man area of me. Yeah, but it's not charming. It's terrible. Right. It's got terrible scenes, but I mean, it's yeah. weird. The weirdness is the part I'm focusing on. And then Xanda Lee, which I think you also Nicholas like. Cage. Nicholas Cage and like a weird swampy. It's good. I like triangle it. Triangle of love and weirdness. That one's weird too. Robin Hood, always fun from the 90s. I think that's one with Kevin Costner, you know. Yes. Oh, that's the song. What about Bob? With, of course, the beloved Ghostbuster. And Barton Fink. Also another weird one. So we got three weirds. Coen Brothers, Barton Fink. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, Scully Stuff. I have been playing Cloudpunk. It's a new indie game. Well, it's not new, actually. It's been out for a while. I just got round to playing it. It's got no uh, shooting or danger. It's one of those type of games. Do you know what I'm saying, Sid Uh You mean like this game I'm playing right now? Yeah. It's uh, more of a relaxing, story-driven experience. You're never going to have to get a gun out and shoot anybody. You're never going to have to do anything stressful. You're just following a story. You're navigating a world. One of my favorite genres of games is delivering package games. So that's why I, I love Death Stranding and American Truck Simulator. Well, this is delivering packages for a company. You're a courier in a Blade Runner flying car city. So if that... Sounds like it appeals to you. You're delivering packages. It's kind of mundane at the beginning. You're just picking them up. You're dropping them off. And then some of these packages that you're delivering, you're not quite sure what they are, and it leads into this mystery. So uh-huh. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of 8-bit graphics, like, uh, you know, pixels. You said to me, oh, it looks like an old game you're playing. Not an old game, but it's in the style of an old game. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm, a- very, I'm very observant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about halfway through. I'm really enjoying it. It's very, it's actually kind of cheap. It's like $7, I think, on Steam. So that's Cloudpunk. And next week, there's a massive release on the PlayStation 5. It's Horizon Forbidden West. You know uh, this one, Sid. You've watched me play the first one a bit. Okay. With Aloy, you know, the the world with the um, robot. Oh, yes. The redhead lady. Yes. Okay. Well, her latest new adventure comes out next week. I'll talk about it when I've played it next week. We can't wait. What's for dinner? Tonight we're going to have veggie patty, vegetable patty, plant-based patty. I think Walker, friend, um, also doesn't like veggie burger, but that's what it is. A veggie burger in a tortilla with some coleslaw and on the side some roasted potatoes. All right, what's your advice? Let's get out of it. My advice is, and I get this a lot because... I'm kind of this person. I mean, I'm very strong. I have very strong opinions about certain things. And oh, I'll ex- boy. I'll express them very strongly. Absolutely. However, I also have just a built-in desire, like a very strong desire 
to understand why a person thinks a thing or does a thing, even bad behaviors or good behaviors. I want to understand, right? Wanting to understand that and kind of crawl behind it and like see it, see whatever it might be they're seeing the world or why. I don't know how else to describe it. This doesn't mean you're like on a fence, opinion-wise. That's such a bullshit excuse for somebody who cannot, who does not have the ability to like see something from another person's point of view. I understand there are some very terrible points of view in the world. Well, the point of view is fine. It's the the actual behavior that a person might choose to do that's damaging, harmful, destructive in the world, right? I don't advocate or support or in any way, shape, or form Say, oh, okay, so it's because of this that you did that, so it's okay. That's not the point. It's not a fence I'm walking on to where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say anything bad about them doing that, and I'm not going to say anything on the other side. No, no, no. Understanding all of it is actually the opposite of being on the fence, right? Yeah. You're not picking a side because, okay, this is going to twist your brain. There are no sides. You're twisting my melon, man. Right, there's no spoon. There's no side in all of human everything. Not really. Bad behavior and damaging behavior is fucked up and it should be policed and controlled every extent of every little country, nation, group, village, tribe that we can possibly muster, right? So that everyone else who isn't doing bad shit can do better or just neutral, just live their life and get on with it. And then the people who want to build stuff and create things to have the opportunity without the assholes coming along. So I get that. But trying to understand why the asshole does the thing might possibly give me the opportunity or someone else in the future a chance to not create the asshole so much, right? Hmm. Some people might be born with it, like just a terrible way of processing the world. And other people are indoctrinated and taught how to think and what to do. And I want to understand that process. Because it's very possible, not me, I can't save the world, I'm just saying me representing a lot of people who might be then able to go, you know what, I see signs of a thing in a place of some people who we don't want that to happen again. So I want to understand why they're going this direction. Maybe we can prevent it or, you know, do the punishing now before the big, whatever. I don't know how else to describe it, but wanting to understand bad behaviors and ideas that I do not agree with is not me advocating them. It is me wanting to understand the world better. Thank you, Sid. That is all. That was long. Ascully.com is our website. You can also catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anchor.fm slash after the show, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold or not sold in this case. Email Ascully, Ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't really want to hear from any of you. I don't mind. And finally, stay classy. Resident Evil. Uh. Mm. <laughs> all of it. Just all of it. Stay classy. And I'm going to say think for yourself, because if you're not doing it, somebody's doing it for you. <laughs>